guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to Shh Periods, and today we are going to be interviewing the lovely ladies of the girls' company. Yeah. yeah. Got it correct. I'm Zoya, and then there's Kaimi and Abby, and the three of us started this company um, during college in an entrepreneurship class. We were put into groups randomly, and it was a class of like 50 students, and there were only six girls in the entire class. And the three of us were put into a group together, just like we made up half of the girls in the entire class, and we were put into a group together. So we all had different bad experiences with our period, as I think most people have that have a period. So we were like, this is a a market that isn't really addressed as much as it should be. And so that's kind of how we decided to focus on periods. So the product is a portable heated band you wear underneath clothing to relieve menstrual cramp pain. Let me take yeah, a screenshot. Yeah, it's basically like a really, really thin band that goes under your clothes and you insert hot patches that mm-hmm. we put inside the band and you can wear it under your clothes and it helps alleviate your cramp pain. The thing that took us by surprise is that there's not really much. When it comes to cramp pain, we found out that actually, or sorry, 60% of women or of people who menstruate, sorry, have cramp pain. And then of those people, 40% of those people have it so severe that they have to skip work or school, which makes it millions and millions and millions of people. And then if you Google like solutions for cramp pain, you find like eat a banana or do yoga or sit in your bath forever. And we were like, well, these options aren't very good because people actually have to go places or do things. That was really surprising to us that there aren't very many good options. That health industry as a whole hasn't really been explored because a lot of the health companies have been run by men traditionally, but also because it's something that people are really hesitant to talk about, even when we were going out to talk to people about it. It was, and and I'm old old I'm 25 right and I would go to talk to people around my age and they would say oh no one's ever talked to me about this before I'm like you're 25 you never told anyone about your campaign ever and so a lot of it is like we're told that it's shameful and not to talk about it and as we don't talk about it less solutions are made because (laughs) no one knows there's a problem right we can we can relate to that because when we started off our podcast we were actively shut down with by many members of our community because we had female teachers coming up and telling us that polite, well-behaved women don't talk about their periods in public. We had like the whole reason we made the podcast was because at our school, if you went to the uh, main office and you asked for a pad, you couldn't call it a pad. You had to call it a marshmallow. And if you oh didn't call it a marshmallow, the the um, registrar wouldn't give you a pad. So you either had to go around using the secret hand signal or asking for marshmallows or just sneaking tampons and pads to each other. And if you got caught, you'd get in trouble. If you bled through your clothes and you had to break dress code to like cover it up, you got in trouble. If you asked to go to the bathroom and it was you know out of the designated bathroom hours, whatever, you got in trouble. So... At one point, we, at several points in our story, we recorded, like, in a stairwell, in a storage closet, like, because people were embarrassed by us talking about it. So that, and that was an issue when Razel was in the eighth grade, and it's clearly an issue when you're in college and beyond. Like, this, the shame and the stigma just persists. 
Yeah, it was interesting when we were in the class and we would have presentations and we would we were talking about periods and we were really open about it. But you could just tell that like everyone in the class, especially since it was mostly men, they were just so uncomfortable. And it kind of got better as we went along. People became more comfortable with asking us questions and even just like talking about it in our class. But yeah, it was really interesting to like see that. And do you also remember when you would pass out, like, because we have prototypes, so we would kind of show it during a presentation, and, like, when they would pass it around, like, some of them would just try not to touch it. You want to touch it? It's just a piece of fabric. It's fabric. It's, like, kind of, like, tank top or something. Like, we were doing, like, an investor pitch somewhere, and we would finish our pitch, and we got to our Q&A, and, like, one of the things we talked about is how we're doing a campaign, and it's called hashtag utter like uterus sorry uterus <laughs> and he was like um what is that you guys utter us like what's utter us and we were like um the uterus and he's like you guys should consider changing that name and we were like oh <laughs> the audacity of him to ask us to change it i'm like yeah. i can't change that <laughs> the uterus. The anatomy of a body too. Like, what? Excuse me. I think what's like helped all of us is just as we go for it, and then we have other people say like, "Oh wow, like thank you so much for doing this." Because really, when you're standing up for like what you believe in and trying to help other people, is like motivation to continue to push we're in business and we know what we're doing but oftentimes people say oh you guys were just cute or you were like really animated so that's why we've won a bunch of competitions and they're like well you were super cute and all this stuff and as we continue to push we can see that the generation behind us is able to have easier experiences even if ours were hard and that makes it easier for us to keep doing those things because we know that they'll get to have a better experience than us how would you personally define feminism I've had lots of opportunities where women have come up to me and said, I couldn't do that, or women don't do that, or um, men would come and say, like, oh, women aren't supposed to be here at a business class, which is so rude. Feminism for me is imagining a world in which uh, no one has to say, well, I can't do that, or that's not for me, or you don't belong here. My sister's goal, her biggest goal, she's 10, it's to be the only first woman on the NBA. And I want her to feel like the WNBA or whatever other basketball team is just as open for her, you know? So that that's kind of my definition. Just not being limited by your gender and doing the same things that like anybody else can, the same opportunities, like the same rights, and just like it not being a limiting factor for anything you want to accomplish. I felt like this when I was younger, and I think this business has helped me with it, but just kind of feeling like, well, I'm not like other girls, or like I'm different, or like I can't be like too feminine, or I'll be judged for it. And it's just all of that, all of that kind of thinking going away, I guess. Well, first of all, representation matters, and it matters to people behind, and I'm Polynesian. I know you, you probably can't tell, especially in the line. <laughs> I'm Polynesian, right? And there's very few Polynesian, even leaders, women in leadership roles, and then that makes it difficult for people to imagine themselves in those roles and to pursue those careers. Um, so I think it's important for representation to happen so that you can see yourself in that area, I guess, because I never saw anyone like me. And like that kind of makes it harder to struggle to think that I could do it as well. So that really matters. And then secondly, I think that 
obviously women have much to offer the diverse thoughts matter as well so i'm pakistani like there i mean there's so many stats out there that you can probably look up about percentages of women in boards or like getting investment or like being ceos like whatever top executive positions and stuff and like it's even the smaller amount if you look at the little all the groups and stuff i can't think of really someone big yet that i'm like oh like she looks like me and she's where i want to be yet i want to be up there or like i want someone that looks like me to be up there how we were talking about earlier how there aren't a lot of um solutions for period cramps and i think one of the big reasons is because there aren't a lot of women in these leadership positions Mm -hmm. and as we kind of break that down then there will be more solutions for things that affect women, such as period cramps or anything else related to women's health. Or, you know, the solutions won't just be tailored to the men that are running the businesses. It'll be tailored to the people, um, like all the other people that still deal with these same problems. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree about having people that look like you in these type of positions. I don't know any other Dominican who's as vocal. I'm I'm from Dominican Republic, but I don't know any other Dominican that's as vocal as me about um, periods. It's really taboo in my country. We don't speak on it. It's not something that we speak on at all. If anything, you're sick if like you're sick if you're on your period. Like it's not something you go around. So yeah, for for sure. Like I like that. I'm one of like. Like, my family was really supportive about it, but at the same time, they don't speak English, so I'm, I don't know if they knew what I was saying. But I think, you know, I think it's cool that, you know, breaking boundaries. Are yeah, you too, though. Yeah. Now other Dominican girls can look up to you. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> but also, we're from the Bronx, and not a lot of people speak about this at all. Like, it's not something that you would hear normal conversations about in the Bronx. No one talks about this. And we got a conversation starting at our school, and it, it changed a lot, honestly, from when I was there to when Ms. Hogg sends me pictures of. Yeah, I saw the board. Yeah, that was a big achievement for me because two years, three? How many years? Three years ago when we had to go around calling things marshmallows, and it was so dumb. Um, and then after we won NPR and people were like, oh, wow, like they're onto something. And, and that because we won it in April. So when we came back for the school year that year in 2019, our principal's like, we're just going to take that out of the handbook. Like we're going to take out the code words, the hand signals, the punishments. We're just going to take it out. We're not going to penalize girls for being on their periods. And he's uh, he started saying we're a period positive school. Our podcast even converted one of our teachers to a feminist. When uh, we were recording one time and he ran out the room. And then when we won, he was like, you know what? I'm a feminist now. Do you have any women empowerment moment that really inspired you? Running a business is hard. <laughs> it, it really is. And there's lots of moments where you're like down and up and down and up. But if I feel like really I remember one day I I just felt like so sad (laughs) I was like I like I'm tired I don't want to do this and I remember going to I got a notification that someone left a review on the page on the on our product page and was like I can finally go to work because I can wear my band I'm gonna cry right now and I just started crying and it just made me think like that the stuff that we do, do matters you know and like that and like she had been in pain at work for who knows how long 
and like we made this dumb thing i mean it's not dumb but we made (laughs) and and like she could go to work you know and like that really that little thing that we made like mattered to her and so stuff like that like makes the hard moments worth it and they're just people like they don't know that it makes such a difference to us that they write something or post something but like it really matters to us but I always think about it um her little sister came to her one day and was like Kymie like you started a business and now I'm gonna start a business and I just thought that was like the cutest and most precious thing and like that's I don't know that's a big thing like I think about it all the time that if we can inspire like our little sisters then it's all worth it it was really discouraging when we first started when we first like got like a little 15 seconds of like the popularity and stuff we did get hate which it was really hard not to reply to like me and me me and my friends would reply to it it was really hard not to because it was like men like comparing it to like poop and like bunch of stuff and we were like in eighth grade really discouraging but then we would get late like we would get ladies and i will always remember this when she was like 65 she wrote us a she wrote us a letter or an email and she was like that she had like gone to protest and fought for it when she was like around our age and when she was in college and like that it made her tear up to see us on the news because she had been fighting for her whole life and she never thought like um like she never thought it would get solved and she's like she was so she was so, she was so excited to see us and we get old like we get old ladies <laughs> emails all the time when we first started, we had a lady send us cards and i think that i was really like what we wanted like would gave me motivation to keep on going because all like men maybe like not a lot of young kids were um into it miss hawk students are very into it and they're very adorable um they love me <laughs> <laughs> yeah also like another motivation because i i like to see i like to know that, like you know they kind of think i'm cool so, <laughs> but- and lastly do you want to plug any social media any campaigns your website your company Sure, you can follow us on Instagram at thegirls underscore co and on our website at thegirlsco.com. I was almost in tears listening to y'all. I <laughs> wish I could be as cool as you. Um, <laughs> okay. Like as awesome as y'all are, kick as much oh. ass, if not more. So thanks for like lighting, reigniting that in me and I hope in our listeners too because this this panorama be getting all of us down. So um like we all need this a little, bread. This Panera Papa bread, John. Papa John's. I told the kids in my sixth grade class because I'm a sixth grade English teacher that we will never call the panacea by what it is. So we will all <laughs> consult our dictionary and come up with different PA words. And I was like, these, this Pennsylvania, this Pangea, this Panorama, oh, yeah, Pan Pacific Ocean. Thank you for listening, and make sure to follow us on Instagram at sh- periods and listen to us on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and basically anywhere you can get your podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Period. Period.